Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Red Herring Podcast. I'm Andrew. And I'm Joshua. And we are your hosts. Each episode, we'll be picking a theme and ruminating on it for a short while. There'll be a few quizzes thrown in, our very own Grill the Herring quiz, and perhaps some surprise guests along the way. We hope you enjoy. Hello, welcome to uh, the next episode of our podcast together. Josh and I have been um, hard at work thinking about this next um, topic and it's great of you to join us. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Um, So this week, what are we doing, Joshua? We are going to be doing engineering and Lego. That sounds like the kind of thing you could spend hours talking about to me. Yeah, probably. I've got lots of Lego. You, you've got lots of Lego. Yeah, yeah, you have. Um, half of it's probably mine, isn't it? Yeah. I, rec- got, I reckon... Yeah, I've got some of the newer sets, though. So I've, when Joshua was three, um, I got uh, the box of Lego down from the attic and um, introduced you to it, didn't I? Yeah. Also, there was a big box of Lego at preschool. That's Yes, that's, you're right. Yeah, you came. Yeah, we came to pick you up once, and you were playing with, with the the proper Lego, the little Lego yeah, bricks. Yeah, not not Duplo. Not Duplo. That's the point. Yeah. So, so basically, I thought, well, okay, he's ready for this. Yeah. So I said, <laughs> I've got something for you. So yeah, we got it all down, and we got the big bits, and we just, we never looked back really from then, did you? Not really, no. So why do you think you enjoy Lego? Um. It's just so fun. You can create loads of things out of it. And also, um, it's just got like endless possibilities. What you can do with Lego bricks, it's awesome. So do you remember the first set that you were bought as a present? Yeah, the first set I was bought was um, that mining kit. I've still got, I've still got the instructions for it. So it was a. It was a mining kit. It was a trailer, yeah. a lorry, with a with a digger that goes on the back, and then it comes with like some rocks that you can break with Lego pickaxes. That's right. So it was quite a, quite a neat little um, set that one. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So I think I think my my first set I think was, um, probably a little house. Little house. Yeah, a tiny little house. Oh, cool. Which kind of looked quite big to me. I remember. At, that time mm. but um and then a fire the fire station yeah i think yeah i've never built the fire station i've never seen your no. fi- old fire station built before some of the parts are still in in with all the lego i know yeah there's yeah there's a few parts i've seen that i'm like aha i know where that comes mm. from but um they had a few specialist bits in it which i never i still don't have i think they broke so um yeah you can you can buy them. I mean, if anyone out there who's got Lego and beginning to think about, oh, well, I, might, I don't have all the bits. You can you can buy. There's a, there's a site called Bricklink, which is a brilliant. It's very site. useful. It's like an eBay um, marketplace for bricks. for bricks. Yeah, it's awesome. So we've got quite a lot of bits from there. Yeah. Um, but you said it. You said it. Um, it's endless, endless possibility. Yeah. We watched, Do you reckon? Yeah, we we watched this um, Lego documentary a few weeks back. Um, and that, that there was billions of combinations, like 
I can't remember what the figure was, but there was a big. It was a so, big number. Yeah. So the idea was you take if you take six of the um, basic bricks that everyone knows that the, the studs on the top. So two, two, by, two four. by four. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, two by four. I'm I'm talking about people who might not know much about Lego, Josh. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. So the standard two brick. the two by four standard brick, um, and if you get five of those, and you start playing around with different combinations, there are literally I think, I think there was like billions, two, two billion combinations, combinations for that. And then each time you add on another brick, there's then even more combinations. So for like six or like 60 bricks or so, you could have Google combinations it's and more. Just limitless. Infinity. Yeah. So... Yeah, so I wonder why, do you think that um, a lot of people who started off, who go into engineering, um, also enjoyed building Lego things? Why do you think that is? Um, because Lego is a fun thing that you can build things with. And engineering, a lot of that is um, to do with building things and fixing things. So if you're an engineer, you have to enjoy making things and building things. Um, and I think Lego's a good starting point for that. And what about um, when things don't go to plan? Uh, when things don't go to plan? What do you mean? Well, you're building something complicated. Yeah, and it doesn't go right. Exactly. So what yeah. do you do? You fix it. And how do you do that? Um, you just think about it and fix it. Play around with it. Yeah. Exactly. That's what engineers and engineering is about. Yeah. See, uh, see, you're taking something that's already been created, aren't you? That's mm -hmm. the thing. Um, generally, I think with engineering, you're not discovering something new. You're taking something that's already there. So you know. And you're adapting it. And you're seeing what you can do with it. Mhm. Mm and often along the way, there are problems that you encounter, and you think, "How am I going to fix this?" Yeah. I mean. And then you have to get over it. Yeah. So I think of like. When we during lockdown we built uh, a wooden go kart, a push cart, didn't we? Yeah, that was loads of fun. And can you think of anything big that came? The wheels. Up? The wheel, like straight away. You <laughs> like the wheels? <laughs> what about the wheels? Um, the wheels are the wheels. What about the wheels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were gonna attach the wheels onto the cart, and then, um, well, the threads on the um, axle that was going to go through the middle of the wheels, the thread was the wrong size. And so, um, yeah. We had issues. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we encountered some hurdles. Yeah. So the, what I didn't know, folks, is that on, on, a, on a bike, the, the rear axle and the front axles are not the same um, diameter axle. So the rear axles are always slightly larger wider than the front ones probably because of the gearing the pedals and the cogs at the back and so yeah, yeah we mm. had a bit of an issue there and i didn't know that when, when i put a call out to people to to, to get a, a couple of bikes that we could use the wheels off i didn't know this so then when i got all the kit and all the bits together i was thinking you mean we we were like yeah what are we gonna how, hang on a minute how are we gonna do this how are we gonna they're different threads they're different wheel bearing sizes but then we ended up with just getting some nuts that held it in place and then bolting it together. But so, so we roughly used yeah. what came but with it. Yeah, the the 
axle was still the wrong size, though. It was, it is. To fit the wheel. But it still we, is. But we yeah. decided, yeah, the wheel bearing, the bearings held the wheel in place enough to let it let it work. Um, but yes, it wasn't perfect. No, but not then, at all. That's often the way it is. We weren't building something from scratch. We were taking something that had other bits already made, and then we had to fit it. Yeah, make it good fit. bit of engineering. It was good fun. I mean, I had I had a few, uh, I had a few um, sleepless nights trying to work out. Yeah. How, and, and how am few, I going to do this? And a few quiet lunches, quietly eating your sandwiches. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that munching away. Hmm. What are we going to do? And then yeah. after lunch, she'd be like, I've got it. And then you'd tell me your idea and then we'd do it. Brilliant. Yeah, I'd forgotten all that. So that was um, a good example, I guess. Yeah, engineering, engineering. So, yeah, we, we, we've, we seem to know a few engineers. Yeah. Um, don't we? So, a few mechanical engineers yeah, in training. We've met quite a few over the years, um, particularly at our church, at Christchurch. Southampton and I guess yeah it's been really great to sort of engage with with some of those guys and girls and um and get to know them and yeah see see um what makes me laugh is that often when they've come round to visit us and uh, have a meal or whatever yeah and they come round and we get the lego out don't we straight away yeah we do and it's, we it's, do. it's great fun yeah and people are like oh brilliant <laughs> so we sit down and have a have, play, have, have a good yeah. uh, have a good bit of a mess around so yeah, we thought we thought we'd actually uh, get one of them onto the show. So it's time to meet our special guest, our mechanical engineer. Well, um, for this uh, podcast, we are really, really happy to uh, welcome uh, one of the students at Southampton University uh, for this topic. And uh, we met Josh, um, what probably back in the autumn, wasn't it, Josh? Yeah, that's right. Um, at uh, Christchurch, yeah, I think that's, that was. That's yeah. right. And it? so, yeah, we got chatting and we found out that uh, you were studying mechanical engineering. And uh, right. yeah, my Joshua was pretty interested in that. So when we came up with this topic, we thought, oh, who can we, who can we talk to about this stuff? So we, we <laughs> thought, yeah, he's the man. He's the man. So how's <laughs> things been for you, Josh? Because I know you've obviously this is you've just come to the end of your first year, haven't you? Mm, yeah that's right it's been mm-hmm. a bit of a weird year for you yeah yeah so starting in September I was um yeah really looking forward to starting my degree um I was a bit nervous that um it would be quite a step up from A levels um but I found that they really eased us in um to start with which was nice oh, um good. but yeah coming to this part of the start of 2020 I was uh, yeah, not expecting to have to continue my um, my degree at home. Uh, that was that was quite odd, but um, there have been benefits though. So, have they been doing lectures as normal, but online, or how, how does that work? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so, fortunately, they've <clears throat> they'd already been um, recording lectures throughout the year. So, you just had to go onto the page where they were recording um, and to catch up. Um, but I think they've also um, developed new sort of uh, systems to um, like accommodate uh, this kind of transition. Um, so they have this thing called Collaborate, which is a bit like Zoom, but for universities. 
so it's been quite a useful um feature to actually be in contact with oh, lecturers and that ask questions good. yeah yeah <laughs> so has it been what you expected that the engineering side of things um i'm not quite sure what i did expect actually <laughs> <laughs> Funny um, thing, yeah yeah i think to be honest i was expecting a bit more practical work um because um, that's kind of what I think of when I think of engineering, um, seeing things being put into practice. Um, but I, it, in fact, it was a lot more kind of um, getting you up to speed with the fundamentals. Um, and so, yeah, but um, we, we did have one quite funny uh, task of uh, creating an egg launcher. An egg, um, egg launcher? An egg launcher. <laughs> wow, that's so a this... lot of maths. Yeah. Um, so this was in the, I think it was one of the first weeks after Freshers Week in September. And um, we had to, in our tutor groups, we had to create a um, a device using only certain materials and a certain price, a certain budget. Oh, cool. And then wow. um, try and get the furthest distance. Oh, that's um, cool. So, um, yeah, that was, that was really fun. Um, okay. And it was a great way to get to meet new people on my course. Okay. Oh, cool. Was that so? The question is, though, Josh, was it was it a boiled egg or like a fresh egg? Because <laughs> the forces, well, the forces you might apply to it might dictate. This, it. this is true. Um, and unfortunately, it was actually a um, a rubber egg um, oh. with a little device in the in the. I think it had a yeah a device on it which would tell you if it broke um, when it Ooh. landed. Um, oh, I think I the, in cool. the previous years there'd been too much smelling, smelly, um, <laughs> smelly eggs. <laughs> Who won the competition? What was the furthest? Um, I think uh, so. I think it was a distance of seven meters, which was the target, or like the the furthest distance. Cool. Um, and I think two two teams got it. We, we didn't get it, but um, I think yeah, there were a couple of teams that managed to reach that. Oh, that nice. sounds great. Awesome. <laughs> okay so what made yeah. you decide to get into mechanical engineering for your degree wow great question um so i think it's been um i think originally it's started with just enjoying um understanding how things work as a child um so for instance i would uh, i would play with like different construction toys um but i'd also like to um, break, take things apart when um, when I was younger, just things that the family didn't need anymore, um, not things that I stole and um, <laughs> broke apart anyway, and they were still working. <laughs> um, but like computers um, yes. and bits. Yeah, and I, I yeah. broke them apart. You were old computer. Yeah, that's true. I had an old computer lying around the garage. Oh, I, re yeah. I rediscovered it uh, about a year ago last summer. And... Yeah. I said to Josh, I said, I know, I know you could do with this. <laughs> so I just <laughs> gave him a screwdriver or two and see how you get on with that. Well, well actually, you, just, you, you were like, hmm, I can't see you getting past that first bit when I'd undone all the screws. And there was just like, there were no screw holes left. So I just yeah. went into the garage, got the hammer out the toolbox and started smashing yeah. it. And then eventually there appeared a hole that I could get my hand in and undo some more screws on the inside and then oh, eventually right. a panel came off <laughs> so when I came did you back, enjoy it yeah when i came back about half an hour later the patio outside was just 
sprawled all these all this electrical equipment. And I, was, I was thinking, does that all come from inside the computer? And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the thing with engineering, isn't it? It's it's um, it's kind of one of those things that's it's 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 about being inquisitive about how stuff works, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and Definitely. yeah, I guess you have to sometimes break stuff apart to work out how, how it, works, it works to unless then you get like a to then understand how it works or some unless you get like mm-hmm. a book or something to like yeah. See. Which I guess is mm. what Josh is doing now. He's he's studying, yeah, books and, and getting taught things. Yeah. As yeah. you say, the fundamentals. So I mean, is that is there a lot of maths involved? Is it predominantly maths mm. in the first year, or is it sort of? Yeah. So um, it's actually a bit of a unusual system. Um, one that I wasn't wasn't quite expecting. Um, although I think I had been told, but um, so basically the maths course is um basically further maths uh, a level um so i didn't take i only took maths at a level but um some people were taking further maths so this year um it's been quite easy for them because it's just been what they've learned in further maths um oh, right. but it's it's like a sort of self-paced course um so you do like tests each week and at, or at your own speed um and then uh, you have a, an exam at the end um but oh. I, I didn't actually have to take the exam this year because um, because of lockdown and they kind oh, of right. um, made the exam smaller. But it's a shame. they um, could see your progress, yeah. presumably, could they on the yeah. on the system? Mm. That's yeah. a shame. Yeah, yeah. sarcasm. <laughs> sarcasm. That's very sarcastic. <laughs> um, but no, I, I have enjoyed learning the maths, and I think um, I think I've learned more that I've enjoyed. Um, maths more since starting this year so um, yeah I'm quite glad about that cool okay so this part podcast is also partly about lego too this episode Mm. so we thought we'd combine the two to do lego engineering so have have you ever had any experience of lego or owned any when you were younger yeah definitely um so um I think uh when I was a, a child the only Lego I had was mainly just um, building blocks. So I never had any kind of intricate parts. Um, and so I had to be quite creative in how I used that Lego. Um, it wasn't like immediately obvious what um, what sort of things I could build. Um, and so like just looking back through some photos, um, just some of the things that I made were quite um I had to be kind of imaginative with what I built because um because it wasn't immediately obvious but um yeah I, I really loved Lego it was my favorite toy as a kid yeah um, yeah so you're much more about to uh, build your own sort of Lego rather than follow instructions mm. yeah, yeah yeah definitely the best sort of, um, the best sort of Lego yeah that's like me. yeah <laughs> I agree I'm still into Lego it's really fun I have to mm. So I'm, am I, I have to say. Yeah, I've, I've <laughs> oh, yeah. got like yeah. boxes upon boxes of Lego in my room. Mm. What sort of things do you like to build? Houses. Oh, right. Like architectural houses. That's fun. Oh, that's great. And then I've yeah. also got some Technic as well. Technic Lego. Mm. I can make, I sometimes make like, I've got a remote control and a receiver. So I can mm. make a remote control car. I've made one before. Yeah. Have you ever wow. used Technic Lego? Um, I think I had one or two kits um, later on, but um, 
I think the the first sort of technique thing that I got was um, it was called Crazy Contraptions. Okay. Um, and it was just a set of like cogs and um, little screws that um, and then it gave you instructions how to make them. But um, again, it was just like I, I had these different pieces and then it wildly increased the number of possibilities. Yeah. Um, that's the thing with Lego. It's just so many options with what to do. Uh, which is so great. So you got any particular pieces that are your favourites? Everyone, ha- everyone has sort of certain pieces that they like to use. Um, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe you don't have one, I don't know. Um, I think um, I think quite simply, like, there's a, a like a two-by-two two little block. Um, I just think there's just so much you can do with that piece. Um, I, I, I remember once I created I, I found all the little two by two pieces that I could find um in my in my Lego box and just tried to use them to make something and it was just kind of amazing like kind of what different possibilities you can make yeah. with them sort of thing it um, is cool because we actually saw a pro a documentary about a week ago wasn't it yeah it was on Amazon Prime and um it's called it's called Bricky the Brickumentary or something. Lego the Brickumentary. <laughs> it was about an hour long. It was really really good. So it went behind the scenes at, at Lego. But Lego. Yeah. In Denmark, the Czech Republic. Oh, right. um... But tell Josh about the um the mathematician. There was oh a yeah. Maths guy. Yeah, there was a mathematician who was trying to work out the possibilities um of a Lego brick. Like of hmm. the different possibilities you can make with a Lego brick, all the different in, combinations. Yeah, in six Lego bricks, like six um, wow. two by fours. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, he tried to work out the number of them. So I think he'd done up to five. Yeah, he'd, he'd worked out um, it was some huge number. Yeah, he'd worked out the possibilities of two of them, three of them, four of them, and five of them. But then wow. it's a di- it's like adding on a different number each time, so it's just like crazy. I guess spatially, it's not a square, so it's two by four. So then you've mm. got that gives you an added sort of permutations, and then uh, yeah, because there's six, that that's another whole uh, mm. scope. So yeah, and he, by the end, I think he'd uh, I he, think he, he had worked moment, it out. Yeah. He ha- he did have a number, but it was just it, no, no, he didn't have a number. It not? was like. Oh. Two, it was like two hundred and fifty billion and more, it was, and yeah. counting. <laughs> That's what it was. it was. It was crazy. We were sitting there going, "This is this is amazing." Just, the I, endless yeah. possibilities that that, yeah. that a few he, things. And then he said, you. "For ten, it was it would be like two hundred and fifty gazillion billion." <laughs> <laughs> so, if uh, it, the idea that you can have a run out of things to make in Lego just is, isn't there, is it? <laughs> when, you, mm. when you think yeah. of, think of it like that. Um, yeah so wow yeah Yeah, it was was quite funny um in one of my lectures this year um we were actually given a set of lego um and it was all uh, i think there were only a few parts that were the same so it was quite um varied what you could make but um the actual purpose of using the lego uh, which we actually got to keep in the end which is one of the best parts of this year (laughs) (laughs) um was um trying to make uh, and learn how to make engineering drawings um, like industrial sort of um, standard engineering drawings by using the different views of the Lego models that you'd make mm-hmm. um, because there's a certain 
um, sort of technique that you have to do just using Lego was a, a simpler way to do it. So, um, yeah, definitely one of the best bits of this year. <laughs> well, that sounds, that sounds great. Yeah. I guess it's one thing to sort of come up with the ideas yeah. for something, but then you actually have to uh, put it down on paper or a computer yeah. and actually show people, okay, this is what we want to do. This is how it might mm. work. And then, you know, give it a go, what, I suppose. What was it that you made with your Lego? Um, so um, I think it was actually, it was quite kind of abstract and it was just kind of random sort of um, sort of organisation of tiles and stuff. But um, yeah. I could see some of some other people next to me had made like um, people or like animals. So oh, some cool. people were very creative with them. Um, but yeah, it was mainly just for the drawing exercise. Oh, so. Right. Okay. It's funny. One of my one of my um, my brother's best friends. Um, uh, I don't know whether you ever saw the series. There was a um, series called Lego Masters. Um, oh, yeah. this was brilliant on, on Channel Four, and uh, he ended up in in the competition. This chap, and mm. um, he ended up winning it uh, with a with there were two of them together. And um, oh, right. in, a in a team, yeah. And it was just, I mean, I knew he was, I'd heard about the fact that he was pretty good and into this, um, but uh, it was amazing, some of the yeah. stuff they were making. Yeah. Wow. Um, what it was, was his just, name? Oh, oh Steve. Steve and Nate. S Steve and Nate. Yeah, that was the yeah. team. Yeah. Steve Guinness was uh, the chap that my brother knew and knows. And yeah, he's kind of, he was a teacher, design technology, woodwork teacher. Um, and now he does like Lego full time since he's won. And he's doing oh, like wow. big builds for exhibitions, which is quite cool. Wow. I'd love to do that as a job. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> and, and actually, I just heard um, he's just had um, uh, a Lego set he's designed on his own um, approved to be made. It's going to become an official Lego set. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you see one in, in the shop, but the typewriter. Oh yeah, that, that's his. Right. Oh yeah. yeah, I remember him making that in Lego Masters. He did it in Lego Masters. Yeah, that was yeah. one of the ones they made in Lego Masters. So yeah, I think next wow. year he reckons next year it might come out. But... Oh, cool. that's so great. <laughs> yeah, so that's good. Um, so wow. I mean, apart from sort of moving on from Lego a bit, I guess. I mean, have you? Do you sort of follow uh, particular technical sports or anything like that that you're into um... motorsport or anything? Oh right, um, not particularly actually. I think um, I I'm quite interested in kind of how um, how cycle uh, how bikes have been improved over the ages because um, I'm quite an avid cyclist myself. Oh, um, brilliant! But um, I yeah, apart from that, it's um, it's yeah, it's kind of um, I don't know. I think I've kind of got a bit stagnant to be honest. I think. Um, it's definitely something that I could pursue in the future yeah. of um, just going down a, a single line. But um, to be honest, I'm quite interested in, in all sorts of engineering. So it's it's yeah. not got quite so specified yet. Well, that's but, probably, probably a good um, thing at this point, isn't yeah. it? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah. We're very, it's all, it's all... very, 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 very into motorsport. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think I've listened to one of your um, previous podcasts oh, on, yeah. on F1. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I guess with bikes, it's all about sort of lightness, isn't it, and thinness mm. of the materials. So mm. you get a thin, the lightest material, the thinnest uh, width, you know, and then mm. yeah, minimise the weight. Yeah, definitely. Off you go. Um, yeah, we, yeah, we we enjoy cycling, don't we? 
Yeah. Yeah, we've done quite a lot over the years. Yep. Um, oh, you're right. Yeah. So, what are your? I mean, if you for the future, I mean, Josh, what are your what are your plans? I mean, are you going to? Have you got a particular thing that you you're beginning to think? Oh, I might think about doing that. You know, after mm. you finished studying. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, so unfortunately, or maybe it's fortunately, um, I've got four years left of my um, degree because yeah. I've got um, industrial year and a master's, hopefully, um, all being well. Um, so I, I guess I've still got a bit of time to think. But um, I think something that has kind of occurred to me that I am interested in is um, to do with sustainability and how engineering can be used to um, to improve sustainability and um, make us more, um, I think the word is like, as sort of stewards of our planet through engineering. Really, that's a good um, point. So um, this, yeah. this year we had to write an essay on um, how artificial intelligence can be used um, and how, how it's changed. And um, you had to pick a sort of, um, route to take it so a, a sort of um, application of artificial intelligence um, and so I focused on uh, sustainability and it, it turns out there are lots of ways that artificial, artificial intelligence um, improves just engineering um, sort of systems and yeah. therefore yeah. making them more efficient and sustainable. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Um, that's, that's, yeah. that's actually something I'm quite interested in myself because I did uh, geography and environmental management mm. at uni. And um, so sustainability generally has always been something I, you know, have a bit of an interest in. And mm. I guess uh, Christianly, it kind of very much chimes, you know, with, with how I view the world and our place mm. in it, you know, as, as Christians, mm. you know, the Bible is so clear about, you know, that we are given stewardship, as you say, you know, stewardship's mm. a key word and you know mm. we're given that responsibility and it's an amazing thing to have and mm. you know he's given us good brains some of us to to, to really explore that and, and try and use that wisely so mm. yeah sounds Definitely. great sounds great excellent yeah i mean sadly there, there's all be always be a future for that i think you know we're always going to be uh, you know using resources in ways that aren't sustainable and anything mm. to try and uh, you know reduce that and make it better is a good thing so yeah definitely brilliant awesome oh it's been lovely to chat wow. to you josh you too even you though too. it's uh from a distance it's been uh, yeah it's been great <laughs> thank oh. you very much for having me that's all right i hope your summer goes well and um yeah you'll thank be back, you. back in the autumn with your online probably well wait and see i suppose yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, yeah. Still a bit uncertain, but um, mm. definitely looking forward to it, though. Are you on your holidays yet? Uh, I am, yeah. Oh, look um, at you. I've got one more week. <laughs> oh, you're nearly there. Nearly yeah. there. One more week. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, yeah. we'll be in touch, and uh, yeah, all the best. Great. And, uh, speak to you soon. Great. Thanks very much. Speak soon. See you later. Bye. Take care. Bye. What joy! That was great fun, wasn't it? Excellent. Yeah. So well done, Josh. Here we go. So let's carry on um, with some more chat. Uh, I just want to go back to the Lego thing, actually, just briefly, before we move on. Mm -hmm. And 
I'm thinking about the Lego Masters yeah. program. Yeah. Do you remember when that came on? We were so excited. Yep. A program, a proper program, a series about Lego. Like a Lego competition. I mean, when awesome. when does that ever happen? No. I'm hoping they'll do a series too. It was really good. So we, we, we heard about it from um, my brother initially, didn't we? Yeah. And um, we found out that one of his best friends um, was going to be in the competition. Yeah, with one of his friends. So, yeah, they, they um, we tuned in and it was amazing, wasn't it? I mean, I, I mean, I've, everybody knows that you can do great things with Lego. But yep. when you get people in a competition who, who really know what they're doing and have some amazing ideas and are really creative as well, not just sort of engineering about how to mechanically make something work. It's the ideas, isn't it? Creativity. Yeah. So we thought, yeah, that was that was great fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a bit of a bonus that Steve and Nate went on to win it, didn't they? Yeah. In the end. So, and uh, yeah, it's been great to share some of our creations with Steve, haven't we? Yeah. On Facebook. So we talk about engineering, but actually, I mean, it's been around. Obviously, engineering has been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. How long do you think it's been something that people do? Well, it's just there. Engineering is just like fixing something or making something. So I suppose that really just started when, well, we started. Yeah. Well, we've been doing that ever since, like... Ever since we made fire. Yeah. And had to make things to keep our bodies going. Yeah. And to keep ourselves warm. To fix things, make things. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a very much a human endeavour, isn't it? Mhm. And uh, I thought I thought I'd uh, give you a little bit of a bit of a history here. Okay. So I'm thinking of some great engineering examples. Mhm. So I guess that it's split into kind of three. Uh, times in history yeah okay so you got you've got what they call the ancient era yeah so that's 2000 years ago say okay and even older than that yeah so what, so, do, you, what do you think you start yeah. off with you start off with uh basic mechanisms mm-hmm. like wheels what else well you've got it written down on your bit of paper i have indeed so i can see <laughs> maybe i'll look the other way Got levers, mm-hmm. wedges, mm-hmm. but then you got Egyptian pyramids. So I mean, they had to manoeuvre those rocks into position. Yeah. I guess you think, how do they do that? Stones, roll them on stones, make wooden wheels, probably. There you go. There you go. You got it. You're thinking. Um, Roman cities, aqueducts. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you actually look at an aqueduct, it's, it's quite impressive. It's remarkably, it's kind of weird because it looks complicated, but at the same time, it's it's actually quite beautiful. It's I used think. to transport water, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it's because obviously water only flow, flows downwards. Yeah. So you had to get a, a long slope on the landscape, and sometimes yeah. if it went across hills, or valleys, or rivers. You'd have to get it across. So then, I guess you, you you kind of come forward a bit more in time, a thousand years, and you've got 
the Middle Ages. So you've got um, spinning wheels, mm-hmm. water mills, clocks. I guess they're things that require much more finer metalwork, much much more smaller yeah. mechanisms. Mm-hmm. So you have to be much better at making little things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got the mo- the modern era, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Last two hundred years. Yeah. Concrete, metal. Yeah. Aluminium. Yeah. 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 Lots of different modern materials, which um, engineers have worked out. How can you, what 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 things? How strong are they? Uh, what what shapes can you make them into? Mm. But did you did you know that um, my dad's grandfather was an engineer? Did you? Did you know that? Mm. No, I didn't. He was a civil. What, en- what does he do? He was a civil engineer. Okay. Uh, his name was um, Sidney Hathaway. Okay. And he worked for uh, Robert McAlpine. Mm-hmm. Who's that? Which is a civil engineering company. They make big structures and buildings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he worked as a, a clerk, what they call a clerk of works. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess the, the role basically is to ensure that the people who, get, who, who want to build something, um, that it's been done correctly. Okay. And it's and that the detail is being done right, and that the 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 craftsmanship and the workmanship is is really spot on. Yeah. Okay. So they're like overseeing the yeah building work. Yeah, of the work. That's yeah. Right. Okay. So it's actually quite a it's quite an isolated position actually because mm. that that person is the one who's questioning things sometimes and saying, well, hang on, I'm not sure about the quality of that. Yeah. Or no, that's not been done right. And yeah. you need to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, um, I mean, I've got a I've got a picture here of one of the one of the buildings that he he oversaw. Uh, called Adelaide House. Okay. On London Bridge. Wow. In in London. Mhm. And right on the Thames, and it was wow. it was completed in 1925. Wow. And mm-hmm. it's a stone and steel structure, combination mm-hmm. of steel frame. And stone outward on the outside. That sounds good. And it was actually the first time that uh, a building in London had used that combination. Wow. So he thought up that idea, did no, he? he? Or he just overseed it? He, he was just helping to manage, oversee the construction oh, okay. side of it. Yeah. Um, that sounds like quite a fun job. It was amazing, but it was a lot of hard work as well, actually, because... Because my dad t- tells a story about there was one Christmas when they they were having Christmas as a family and uh, on Boxing Day, no, Christmas Day, I think, mm-hmm. he got a call from someone in London at the building yeah. site saying, we've got a problem, the foundations are beginning to flood. Really? Because it was right on the Thames? Yeah. Oh, dear. And he had to go up on Boxing Day. Really? He had to go up to London on Boxing Day and, and go and inspect it. Wow. And work out you know, what to do. Mm. So it's an amazing building. For, for those of you who haven't um, seen it, it's um, it's it's an Art Deco style um, building and it, lots of little details on the building are yeah. really cool. And actually at the time it was the highest office building in London. Really? That doesn't look very tall in the picture. And it's not. By today's standards, Yeah. 
It's um. It only, it's only got like. It's about eight, nine stories. Yeah, I was about to say it's got about stories. eight stories. Yeah. Yeah. Nine or ten, I think. But it's on the top. It had a garden. Really. Yeah. Oh, that's quite. And unusual. a little putting green. Wow. I didn't even have bees on top. They had like beehives. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So it was like it was like the one of these showcase, you know, office buildings in London at the time. Yeah. Then he also was involved with uh, building the Belfast docks. Was he? Yeah, over in, in Ireland, Northern cool. Ireland. In the twenties. Yeah. Uh, and there was also this building in West London. Mhm. Because um, Art Deco was a really, really popular design style at that time in the twenties and thirties. Yeah. And there was a Firestone factory. It was on the Great Western Road. Okay. In London, and it's. Well, I mean, what do you think of that? I've got a picture here. That's quite like unusual. It's got lots of columns. It's a bit rectangle. Lots of columns, black and white. I don't really like the colour scheme. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, a bit garish. You might say, but it's it is quite um. It's quite the quality is is pretty good and and very. Yeah, lots of detail, as I say, Art Deco. Yeah. So. But then also, um, there was a scheme up in Liverpool, okay. which um, was basically they built a tunnel under mm-hmm. the under the river, the river, wow. Mer- the river Mersey. Yeah. Uh, for the roads, it was a road tunnel. Okay. Uh, the problem with a long road tunnel. Yeah. Is that if you get halfway along, you run out of air. Because the air sinks down into the tunnel, and after a while you run out of oxygen. Really. So what do you do? I so don't know. what they did was they um, built some high sort of chimneys. Okay. On each side of the river, and then installed a sort of air pump system. Wow. Turbines which pumped air through the tunnel, so it sucked in air from one end and pumped it through and out the other end and up through the chimneys. But we're talk- not talking like little chimneys here, we're talking like a building the size of a, a you know, church spire. So that was pretty impressive engineering. So you had to not just build the tunnel, you then had to build the, the, the structures each side to get the airflow through the build through the tunnel. So how do you make a how do you make a, something that big look pretty? Um, you've got you've got to make it that big in order to get the airflow through. Yeah. But if you build a big chimney in the middle of a beautiful city, yeah, it's just going to look ugly, isn't it? Yeah. So but, engineering yeah. can be beautiful. So those of you, those yeah, of you, apparently to you, those of you out there, <laughs> okay. Well, send your right. Send your. Some people say cars are beautiful. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Some don't. Some think they're just four wheels, I suppose. And lumps of metal. We don't. <laughs> so if you're out there, if you wanna if you wanna Google Queen's Queensway Tunnel, Liverpool, the ventilation shafts, and uh, you'll know what I mean. It's it's not just a chimney. It's a it's wow. a pretty amazing um, set of buildings they they created. To, That's amazing. So. How did you hear about that? I think my dad told me about it. 
So he went all over the country, Belfast, Liverpool, London, mm -hmm. um, involved in lots of things. Um, and uh, yeah, and in the end, he retired to a little, uh, little uh, double plot down in New Milton, down mm -hmm. in New Forest. Really? And he, he, he built his own houses. He had two houses. One, That's one, cool. one was his own house for retirement, yeah. and the other one he sold off. Mm. So um, that was his retirement plan. So engineers, talk yeah. about engineering. Engineers, who, who can you okay. name any any well known engineers? Oh, I can name lots of Formula One engineers. <laughs> okay, name names of Formula One engineers. Oh, okay. Uh, Adrian Newey. So Red Bull, Red Bull designer. Um. Oh. Who's the Mercedes? Who's the Mercedes man? Oh, um, James Allison. James Allison. Uh. Who's the guy that went to Williams? Williams, Paddy Lowe. Paddy Lowe, that's it. Um. So they're the, they're the sort of big, well-known names, aren't they? Yeah. So they're, they're guys that have done very well. They're very good engineers, and they. Oh, Ross Braun. Ross Braun. Ross Braun. Yeah. Ferrari and uh, Braun. Yeah. So, I mean, these guys are all very good at what they do and they've risen to be in charge of other engineers, but there's actually whole loads of engineers, aren't there? Yeah. In these Formula One teams doing all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. What sort of things do they do? Uh, they fix the cars, they make the cars, they build the cars and they check everything's right on the cars. Because <laughs> a lot of stuff can go wrong on them. Yeah. Like, like what? Like, um, like if the brakes fail or something, and they need to redo, reset all the braking software and replace the, all the pedals, or something like that. Or if like the um, yeah. Or if the hydraulics on the brakes have failed, or if the throttle isn't opening correctly, or just something isn't right on the car. That's right. There's a lot of detail, a lot of things that can go wrong, especially when you're pushing a car to its limits. Yeah. Mm. When you said engineers, you really meant, like, everyday engineers, like inventors, didn't you? I mean anybody. An engineer can be an inventor. Yeah. But an engineer can be someone who takes something and makes it better. Yeah, that's a bit like in our previous podcast, Screen Art, um... Where oh, Thomas Edison made um, the kinetoscope, and then these two other guys went and changed it and made it into a projector. How clever is that? That's right. That's right. Did you know Leonardo da Vinci? You've heard of him? Oh, yeah. So, what do you know about him? He's an artist. He's an artist. How can he be an engineer then? So, he's good at drawing, right? Yes. Wow, he was a lot more than that. Really? I thought he was just an artist. I've heard of him. So we've actually seen some of his drawings, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember where? Um, art gallery in Southampton. I think there are about, I don't know, 40, 50 drawings? Yeah. All, so all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. But no, he wasn't just an artist. He actually designed things. What did he design then? So we're talking, we're talking the middle of the 1400s here. So we're talking yeah. nearly 600 years, right? Yeah. 
So he had designs for a helicopter type craft. Really? Yeah. Wow. Six hundred years ago. How he, did he, he sketched to do that? He sketched an idea for a helicopter type. That's amazing. Craft. Wow. Uh, a flying machine. Yeah. With small wings. Mm-hmm. Similar to a helicopter. So he was obsessed with flying machines then. Just machines and, and ideas. And mm. also military machines. Mm-hmm. Anything that moves. Yep. Uh, have you heard of Isambard Kingdom Brunel? I've heard of the name Brunel, but I haven't heard of his first few names. Isambard Brunel. Isn't he a bridge maker? That's right. Yeah. What else do you know? Nothing. See, with a name like Isambard Kingdom Brunel, you know he's going to go places, don't you? <laughs> yeah. That's a great name. Big name. So he, he was British. He was a civil engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he particularly, he was particularly well known for, yeah, bridges and mm-hmm. railways. Was he? So railways, I mean, you, you just take for granted, don't you? Just think you put down a track and away you go. It's a lot more complicated than that. Yeah. You need to make sure the tyres of every train fit the tracks. You've got to make sure the tracks are the right width apart. You've got to make sure um, that the wheels won't slide off. Um, all sorts of other things. And also the the curves, the the curves on each, each corner Yeah. have to be the right curvature. If mm. they're too tight, the, the train will topple off. Yeah. So he, he had to work out uh, on the route he was doing, the Great Western Railway, yeah. Exactly how fast the train could go, which sections of rally valleys he could go fast on, what what curve to take. Yeah. And also the gradient, how steep it was, because trains can't go up steep tracks. No. They'd start slipping after a while. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure everything is the right uh, height, the right um, incline. Yeah. But also he did steamships. He did boats. Did he? Yeah. He, the first proper metal steamship wow. was something he did. Engineers tend to do a lot more than just one thing then. I thought they just focused on one thing and tried to invent lots of things about it. Well, there you go. You've learned something. Yeah. yeah. They do. They they can become specialists in, in one thing. Yeah. But you're right. But actually, they, they tend to have such an interest in, in things that they can turn their sort of the thought process to something else mm. and that's that's the, the that's the, the cool side of engineering i suppose is that yeah it's the ideas and the process the thinking um and brunel he also did the first tunnel under the river thames did he a bit like the um one under the mersey river that's right yeah but he did the first did one. he use um like chimneys as well yeah he had to he had to work out how to get down, how far down you have to go before you start having flooding problems. Yeah. And then when you do have flooding problems, what do you do about it? Because the water underneath the earth sits at a certain level. Yeah. And you can't do anything about that. So you have to work out in the different areas where's the water table and then go from there. Mm. I think we've been in that tunnel, haven't we? Oh, you're thinking of the Blackwall Tunnel. Oh, right. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's that one, but you're right. We've been under the, the River Thames, haven't we? Yeah. In that tunnel. That was a really tight tunnel, do you remember? Mm. 
it's really twisty and tight and narrow. Yeah. What about today? Today? Engineers of today. <laughs> Apart from that, you've mentioned the Formula One guys, but what about yeah. someone else? If I mentioned SpaceX, do you? Oh, you've told me about them. They're uh, rocket engineers. They yeah. build rockets. Uh, do you know who's behind that? No. Do you know Elon Musk? Never heard of him. You never heard of Elon Musk? No. Again, again, there's a trend there, isn't there? Big, na- big long name. Strange name. Yeah. So, yeah, Elon Musk. He's a, Cana- he's a Canadian. He's a Canadian. And he, yeah... He's done SpaceX and, and overseen development of SpaceX. Mm-hmm. But also, he's the guy behind Tesla cars. Is he really? Oh. Are they both electric-powered, then? Or both have electric things in them? They both have electrics in them, but yeah. uh, rockets have rocket fuel. True. And Tesla has a battery. That's right. And also, um, he's developing a high-speed underground train where in america it's called hi- it's Ooh. called the hyperloop wow and they estimate that if they get it right you can get up to over 700 miles an hour no yeah <laughs> yeah wow do you know how they're going to do it no you basically i think they they do do this in japan they have trains that sit on the magnets so they have no wheels really and they just float using magnets to push apart keep the train floating above the track that is incredible so they do that now in japan but they're all above ground they're all like normal trains and the idea with the hyperloop is if you put it in a tube and then yeah. you suck out the air so that there's no friction oh. you minimize the friction you can make it go faster and you can make it go really fast wow so you could get across america in a couple of hours <laughs> oh that's incredible that's the theory and then maybe into Canada as well. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, like all great engineers, his ideas span lots of different yeah. areas and if, sectors. If, if, it, if it was a great success, they could maybe like do a loop all the way from Canada all the way down to like Argentina in South America. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, you could have a train stretching across the whole of the Americas. That would be awesome. I wonder how long that would take, 700 miles an hour. You could work that out. Yeah, if you knew the distance. 7,000 miles. Is it? 10 hours. I don't know, I'll just guess. 10 hours? I think it would be longer than that. It's a very long country. Well, it's two countries, really, but... That's quite a lot. Yeah, they're both named America. There's different north and south. And that's a kind of a... It's about dreaming as well, isn't it? When you're yeah. an engineer sometimes, I guess. You know, you've actually... You've got it's a bit of a day daydreaming and thinking, I could do this differently. I can do this better. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know what is possible. Mm. So you've talked about engineering, haven't you? What's your ideas about future and engineering? Did you, you reckon you might go into some sort of engineering thing? Oh yeah, I'd love to be a mechanic and like work work in some motorsport category. Would you? That would be quite, quite interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, certainly, that'd be fun. Certainly, um, certainly, it would be a lot of hard work, wouldn't it? Yeah. They, they 
a lot of competition. Mm. But uh, that would be that would be quite interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, that's been a good chat about engineering, isn't it? I think. Yeah, that's, that's been lots of fun. Covered quite a lot in that. Yeah. Are you um, any any other things about the topic we've talked about? Uh, no, not really. Well, thank you for joining us, everybody. We'll uh, see you maybe again in the next edition of The Red Herring Podcast. Bye Bye for now. Bye.